Lonely Town, a killer's podcast. We don't even have to introduce ourselves because if you're listening right now, you know it's because I didn't know whether to say Derek or Jimmy. You know it's Jimmy and Derek. We'll go back and forth, Jimmy, but I can't always be in the front of the line. And uh, we're breaking down the deluxe album like no one else has. I think that's fair. Or to hopefully say. will. Or hopefully will. And uh, we're to we're to runaway horses too. Small town girl. The small town girl. I have one question, Jimmy, before we get into it. I know we talked about it the first time we went through. Uh, where you asked me about the bins and if I'd heard it or, or talked about that. Who was crazy about the bins that was a small-town girl in Nephi about this time? I don't know. I don't know anybody that was into Radiohead. That's kind of what I've been thinking more and more of is, uh, man, I don't know who this small-town girl would have been because she was small-town girl, she was into the horses, she was the runaway horses gal that was just doing all the stuff, but she was into Radiohead. And uh, crazy about the bins, and I'm thinking, who could that have been? I, I think I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say, I think this is a bit of fiction. <laughs> yeah, I do remember uh, a girl Brandon's age who brought a boombox on the bus when we were going to Lagoon or something, and it was she brought a CD of Tom Petty's, but not I can't think of Radiohead. Yeah. Um, I, I got the Tom Petty feel on the original version. I remember saying that, but uh, this one definitely is uh, more upbeat and poppy. And I've caught myself saying this in the, like the last few that we've done. So I guess uh, there could have been just a whole Killers album at this point with the Pressure Machine. They use some of these alternative songs that would fit in just right with like regular Killer sounding songs. Because uh, again, the tempo is a little slower than maybe the normal um, Killer song, and and the uh, lyrics are definitely. Uh, not your traditional Vegas uh, strip uh, sounds of the slot machines going and, and people just having a, a good carefree time. It's it's Nephi in the 90s. But uh, this this song is, uh, I don't know, I kind of enjoy it. I, I like the I like the, the part two of the uh, Runaway Horses, and I can see it again on, on a, just a regular Killers album. So I'm, I'm catching myself in some contradictions where I just thought maybe one or two songs could have been. I think they could have done a whole country album, and maybe at some point they were they were playing around or seeing if we they could do it more with their traditional sound of that maybe that '80s kind of poppy sound, but with Nephi lyrics. Uh, I like this one better than the original, but I I can see why he chose Runaway Horses One to be on the album instead of this one. But I do prefer this one. This one he says "Small Town Girl" repeatedly, and that's you know how I know it's a Nephi song because he's this girl is a small town girl. That's the description of her. And it reminds me, we talked about this with Scott, which hasn't come out yet. I asked him about it because when I was preparing for this song, uh, I was reminded of Scott and how when we were growing up, he would talk about, he preferred small town girls. Uh, he could relate to them better or whatever, I don't know. But his, his explanation was that being a small town girl doesn't mean you're from a small town because you can be from a small town but still be a big city girl and you can be from a big city and be a small town girl. <laughs> It's all about the mentality and perspective, and I know he's found his, his perfect small-town girl, but I think it's just funny that that's the, I don't know, it's, it's a description that people use about themselves. It's the description Brandon chooses for the, the object of this song. Uh, the way to describe her is that she's a small-town girl. Do you think that's true? Do you think if uh, you were to talk to somebody or you get to know somebody or, or whatever without them telling you, because uh, I think... I think I could. I think once you talk to somebody, and maybe it's because you can relate about what you grew up with or what was around, or 
uh, when you get into a conversation, but you can kind of tell if somebody's from, well, for us, it's really easy because you say, Here, here's, a, here's a little insight into Derek about the same time of the 90s. <laughs> uh, we'd go up to, to dances. So it got to be a point we turned 16, and there's a few of us uh, that, you know, we, I don't know if we wore out our welcome in Nephi, but definitely when you went to school uh, with the same kids for, you know, majority of your life, uh, everybody knows pretty much everything about you. Uh, and the girls have made up their minds long, long, uh, long since if they were interested in you or not. So there was a few of us, and we'd go to a dance at uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Point. Did you ever go to some of those? Yeah, that was awesome. So we'd go to these Thanksgiving <laughs> Point dances, and uh, it was like, uh, I don't know, probably about an hour north. Well, not even that, probably 45 minutes north, something like that from Nephi uh, for the people that are, are not familiar with the area. It was uh, just south of Salt Lake County and just like north of utah county like the northern part of utah county so uh for us though they'd have these dances and it was just like a fresh batch of, of people that knew nothing about us and we'd go up there and kind of get a little crazy a little carried away and have a good time but i remember uh there was a friend of ours and we're being really careful about not using names without permission so i'm, I'm being good about this uh, but we'd go around and we'd basically interview the girls and uh, whatever we were doing, but we'd, we'd dare to ask them to dance and different things because we'd say, I'm from Nephi, and they'd say, where is that? Or they'd have no clue what was south of Provo. So uh, there was a good fraction of, of people that we talked to that would know Salt Lake City to Provo or maybe Salt Lake City, Provo to, to Ogden, but anything out around those parts, uh, north, south, east, or west, these little small towns really didn't exist to them. And to us... Um, by different things, uh, school activities, sports, uh, different things. I mean, we knew the whole state because we'd play other small town uh, teams, whether or not it was Manti or like, you know, uh, Monticello or uh, places San, Juan. Up, San Juan, places <laughs> up by Ogden, you know, some of these smaller schools. So uh, we had a pretty good concept of, of the state and especially the smaller places. So I just remember that we'd talk and, and we'd, we'd – uh, be able to identify pretty fast if they were from a small town or not. And it seemed like, and it might have been just because that's what we wanted to be, if they were from a small town, we usually clicked and got along a lot better than, than some of the other people that had no clue where Nephi was and wanted to know what we were doing there. But um, So for me, I, I feel like that was something. There's a small town girl, uh, and it was relatable. Um, whether or not there was, a like you were saying with Scott or something, there was that mindset or, or actually uh, somebody from that, you know, uh, small town that we could relate with, but I don't know. Is that something that you think is uh, been true in your life, or am I just out here daydreaming and making stories up for a podcast? One of the ways my perspective has changed since we started doing this podcast is to see how many people relate to Pressure Machine that aren't from a small town. And so, yeah, for me, I'm not sure. There are certain, I guess, things that will tip you off to how someone grew up or where they grew up. But I've come to learn that you can be from South London and still be a small-town girl. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always tease my wife because she was from a bigger city, and she always said it was a small town. And to me, it was always bigger than Nephi, so it was never a small town, even though to her, from when she was growing up there till now, it's vastly different. Um, you know, it, it's really turned into quite a large, just not metropolitan, but a pretty big area that's always congested with traffic and tons of people or whatever. Uh, but when she was there and growing up, there was fields and, and things like that. But to me, I had cousins in the same town. So whenever we'd go there to visit or do whatever, 
it was like, this, man, this is a big place. But, you know, it's all relative, I guess. So I, I don't know. Small town is, is kind of more of a mindset or, or something like that. You could probably be a small town girl growing up in Manhattan. I don't know. But I haven't ever met one. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not out there. I don't know. <laughs> Reach out to us and we'll interview you for the podcast. Yeah. If you've already told me what CD was your first CD, if you're from Manhattan, a small town girl, or know of one, <laughs> South London, wherever, uh, reach out and let us know on uh, our social media or uh, wherever you want to. And it sounds like I'm trying to like spam people to start breaking into like passwords or something like that with all these questions I'm randomly throwing out. But I promise there's nothing nefarious. I'm just I'm just strange about things, I guess, that I'm interested in. I don't know. Yeah, just tell us where you grew up, what your maiden name is, and what your grandma's – oh, sorry – your grandma's maiden name and what the name of your elementary school you went to. Maybe a mascot or a street that you grew up on as well would be helpful. Pet? Fav- uh, yeah, childhood pet. Well, you're at just a routing banking up, banking <laughs> account number. <laughs> well, Jimmy, we're we're getting uh, we're getting a little off track. I can tell we're uh, we're burning some midnight oil or we're having a good time. But yeah, I think this song. Uh, also, one thing that came up is uh, every time I hear about that barn on the edge of town, I just have guilt riddle me because. I promised a picture of a barn on the edge of town, like the ones that people go get their wedding pictures on, and I have not delivered that. So, oh, coming soon, Derek. It's coming, coming soon, soon, as well as the NRP hat giveaway that we were going to do in February. Coming soon, it's going to happen. So, as I think about these two versions of Runaway Horses, I as I listen to them, I try to think, what image do I see in my mind when I listen to these songs? And when I listen to Runaway Horses two. I picture a couple frolicking through the alfalfa fields. <laughs> when I listen to the original, I just see uh, a couple singing to each other longingly. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's definitely more upbeat and like a positive uh, feel, maybe even hopeful. Where in the original, um, they change courses and it's the same words again. But this one sounds like more of like a. Uh, maybe they did make it, or maybe it's more of a, a, a pleasant thought where the original was just kind of like a uh, small town girl gave it her best and it just, you know, didn't work. We went different courses and, and they break up. So, yeah, and the original one says we had spring in our heels, and the second one says we had the wind at our heels. So, spring, you know, that's that's completely you wanting to go forward. Wind sounds more like you're being pushed. Yeah, that might go more to, uh, you know, growing up, like we were saying, in the small town, you know everybody, everybody knows you your whole life growing up. And it goes to the the feel of, am I really a man of your desire or just a guy from your hometown kind of feel of like, is this really the relationship that you want to be into? Is this really the road that we want to go down? Or, I mean, did we just get pushed together and it's just because we were the same age and, and both good at sports or whatever. And so we, we got married and had kids. I don't know. But sometimes in small towns happens. So when I think of runaway horses, I think of how many animals there are around Nephi. There were horses uh, in a field across the street from my house to the west, and on the block to the south, there was another family that had horses on their property. And, you know, I never really thought that much about how weird that might be to, to live that close to animals. But, Derek, I think where you lived might take the cake because you had I mean you had some way better than horses across the street well we had we had what's that movie like so we bought a zoo or something like that <laughs> yeah so uh, my dad worked at a farm uh, supply store um, called IFA Intermountain Farming Association 
so there's a lot of people that would come around with their animals when they got sick or they had a litter or whatever. And um, so in my own house, uh, throughout the years, we had chickens, we had goats, we had sheep, we had uh, dogs, we had cats. Um, so we had a, a good amount just at our own house. But uh, my neighbor across the street uh, growing up had emus, um, had a couple of emus uh, for a good a good while. <laughs> Uh, to which it's weird to say now, uh, even to think about it, because at the time it was just they had them, and I don't know what they were doing with them. We had a, a bunch of uh, cows. If you went uh, south around that bend, there was like a cow farm or something over there. Um, my neighbor to the uh, to the north of us, actually, um, who a lot of people had driver's ed from, uh, had uh, had some ostriches at one time wow. that he was raising back behind his house. Huh. Um, about the same time with the emu, there was a big, uh, a big boom. Like we've seen like Bitcoin and some of these cryptocurrencies <laughs> come out like, you know, recently. And it's been like the big trendy thing, uh, there for a little bit in the nineties and probably even early two thousands, there was a big, uh, thought that the ostriches were going to be the next big thing as far as like meat producer. They were a lot leaner. Uh, the eggs were like, have you ever seen an ostrich egg? Yes. <laughs> They're huge, and, like, people make, like, ostrich omelets or whatever, and they were supposed to be healthier for you. Like, one egg was equivalent to, like, six chicken eggs or something like that. Crazy. Uh, the emu, I don't know what the thought was behind that. It was it was mean. I remember they were kind of mean, and uh, I guess they'd kick you or something, so you weren't supposed to get too close to them, or if you got in there, they'd, like, come at you and have razor-sharp things. They look like... So, <laughs> I'm getting derailed on this podcast today. But you know how uh, recently scientists have came out and said that chickens and, and birds and things were closer to relatives of, like, uh, dinosaurs than how we actually think of dinosaurs. And they say, you know, dinosaurs had feathers and things like that. And a lot of people were like, oh, I don't think that's true because I've seen Jurassic Park or I don't know. <laughs> we know better, right? I, I read books or whatever. But when I think about that, I think about how an emu looks and how they walk and kind of, like, when they would run and stuff, they're freaky. But it kind of reminds you of, like, a raptor or something in your head if you go and look or the same with ostriches were kind of stupid uh they're kind of bigger and lurpier and and would just kind of do their thing but it was kind of an interesting place to grow up and and there's a lot of of things like that going on um i'm trying to think what else they were using the ostriches for i think there was a few more magic properties about these birds but uh yeah definitely uh Nephi was a Hanging the clothes out to dry over their necks maybe i i don't know (laughs) i'm i'm sure somebody will say well you forgot to say this or that but I'm trying to think if there's any other animals around the neighborhood. I know um, there was, uh, well, there was there was rumor and speculation that there might have been a chicken fighting uh, organization ring go- that went down around the neighborhood uh, that was shut down. But I'm not going to get into any of that rumor and innuendo. I was too young at the time to know any truth about it. But uh, no, uh, with my dad in that position, we were able to see and be around a lot of animals. He brought home a ferret at one time, uh, rabbits, um, and we had some... We had some weird stuff going on now to think back about it. And also with him, I was able to travel a lot. So I got to see a lot of these small towns like we talk about uh, uh, with his job. We were able to travel through a lot of southern and, and western Nevada and, and some of those places, that, the Esmeralda County line in like Tonopah, Nevada, um, home of the muckers and some of these things. So so I can relate to, to a lot of these lyrics and a lot of these songs uh, just because I've been to a lot of these places. So, uh, But yeah, those are some animals that were around my neck of the woods. Oh, and we had horses. Like down to, yeah, we had. Yeah, you never have to go far in Nephi to find a horse. Yeah. Probably more horses than people at one point. Probably more runaways than uh, I knew about, so. Oh, here's another thing. Well, we're on the topic because we're on the topic. 
So this is the last time we'll ever be on the topic. So yeah, share this is what the you last got. Time we're talking about this. So a friend of the program and recent guest Scott got um, a subscription to the Nephi Times News recently, and <laughs> I should have had him tell the story. Maybe we did. I don't remember. Uh, but he was saying how the police beat would always crack him up, and that's something that the, uh, the actually the the radio from hell show that we've talked about before on here would go through and used to read the police beat Nephi because it'd be like just these weird petty crimes that made no sense and anywhere else in the world wouldn't be crime or wouldn't really matter. Sometimes there's important, like, bigger crime, but uh, they account at the end of each month, they'll, they'll put uh, accounting for pretty much every call they went on and what happened, you know, so it'll be like two minor delinquent ones were uh, out after curfew or, you know, were out in the street light holding hands or something. Guilty as charged. And, and you know, it's like officer went, uh, confronted juveniles and and got them home to their parents or something like that, you know. But there was uh, Adam was Adam was in the park too late. His mom was looking for him. Adam, Adam's mom was cruising down, yelling. No, it'd be like a lady was yelling out of a vehicle uh, up and down Main Street when confronted. She was looking for her underage juvenile son who was out late. Later found at a park with a hippie or something <laughs> like that. Uh, all all ended well or all went home well or something like that. You guys, if you're if you're a killers fans, I don't know. Maybe you should uh, subscribe to the to the Nephi Times News to read some Nephi. If you're into the pressure machine, it might behoove you. It might be worth your time to at least look into the Times News and maybe maybe uh, subscribe or read some articles because it will give you a. I mean, it's very Nephi and it's it's good. I really enjoy it, but it's kind of funny too. Uh, anyway, Scott was uh, showing us that. There was three different police reports of a of a runaway horse in between uh, Mona and uh, Goshen Canyon, which are relatively close to the same place. There was three different incidents uh, of uh, a horse being out running away wild, and I think we were making a joke about the runaway horses, and, and Brandon was inspired, or you know <laughs> that's where the song came from, or something like that. And I got thinking about it, and it's probably obvious to everyone else listening right now. It had to be the same horse. There wasn't three separate horses in the same month in the same area that got loose or were out, you know, and the police had to go find it and get back to the owner. So there is a chance that if you go visit Nephi out in the West Hills and go for a ride, you could come across a runaway horse and bring a small-town girl. I don't know. That tie it all up for you? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I think that's all we've got on our Runaway Emus Part 2. That's another episode down from Lonely Town. They're mean. Are they? They are.